Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Voice of Reason with Nathan. On this episode, I've actually uploaded a live Q&A I did with Pastor Justin from Presence Church. Um, and it was uh, really about managing or overcoming difficult emotions, particularly anxiety and fear and, and that sort of stuff that's going on at the moment on an escalated scale. Um, and I really provide some techniques and tips and tools and different ways to help people manage that. And I speak into a whole bunch of different things from a biblical perspective and also from a, a clinical perspective as well. So I hope you enjoy. I hope it blesses you. And as always, I hope it helps you to know the Lord and make him known first and foremost in your personal life and in the lives of those around you as well. Be blessed. Love you guys. Enjoy. Do you have anything that you would say just as we launch into this sort of conversation? Yeah, I mean, um, just want to say thank you to everyone uh, for tuning in. I really believe the Lord is uh, doing a lot in this day and age right now in this season. Um, While you were praying, I was getting a word, and today I was getting a word of transformation. and the word of transformation being about like a global transformation in what's going on right now, um, but also a personal transformation in people's hearts, in their minds, in their lives. Mm. Um, and I get this picture and it sounds a bit strange, but going from a caterpillar to a butterfly. And it really ties a lot into um, identity and knowing who we are in Christ yeah. and knowing our true identity and letting the transformation process happen and for a lot of us what's going on now is we're kind of put into a position where we're in a cocoon now it sounds a bit strange mm. but the idea or the metaphor being that we are forced into the situation where we need to transform and become what god has called us to be or we're going to be really finding this this season very challenging and it is challenging it's very difficult but through that we can actually emerge out of this situation um, in a in a God-given capacity that goes beyond anything we could have achieved prior to this season yeah. um, as caterpillars. And yeah. I really see that this season that we're going through on a global scale, um, we're moving from um, what I would refer to as like the industrial age where we're physically needing to go to certain places and um, go to, you know, work at, at a, a specific location and do this and do that in physical um, capacities where... In the spiritual realm, we don't need to function that way. You know, God is a spirit. And as you mentioned, where the spirit lies, there's freedom. And God travels, you know, through time. He travels through the spaces. He doesn't have those restrictions, just Jesus walking through walls. Um, And sort of that metaphysical element to it. But what I'm referring to more than that is really we're moving into a digital age. And I see that God's going to utilize this season, this time to take us from a global perspective on what's going on and move us from that industrial to a digital age where things are available like this. And we'll be able to have virtual offices. We'll be able to have, um, you know, even what's happening right now, people are tuning into this um, and, and they don't have to physically be here. And they can still be blessed, still be ministered to, still receive. And so I guess what I'm referring to here is this transformation that's taking place in so many different elements and spheres of of life, of the world, on on a global scale and on a personal level. And so when we're talking about what you're referring to there about our mindset, um, you know, what we're focused on, our perspective is key to allowing that change to take place. And so if I'm focused on 
I'm not a caterpillar anymore. I'm not, you know, I'm, what's going on? This, what is, you know, this isn't, oh, I'm, I'm stressing out about, you know, losing the things that I, I'm so comfortable with and so accustomed to mm. instead of seeing the transformation that's taking place even though in that cocoon it can seem really dark and seem really daunting and you're not sure what's going to look like and emerge, you know, in a place, in a position in Christ, you can have that faith and that trust in the Lord that you're going to come out of this situation and not in your own strength. Of course, there's things we will do and we'll talk about that, but um, things to help us in that transition, but um, allowing the Lord to work all things together for good Mm. for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. Mm. And as believers... Man, like God is going to work this situation for good. Yeah. You know, I really believe that, and, and just speak that over everyone that's tuning in, over this church, over this community, and just even over the Gold Coast, and you know, everyone that's willing to participate in that, in letting God work this situation together for good. And I'm not saying this flippantly. I'm not saying it just like a cliche. A lot of people I know have lost their jobs. They've lost, you know, a lot of income. They've lost potentially going to be losing houses, losing loved ones, losing... Like, there's a lot of loss and a lot of grief happening right now. So I'm not saying it in a flippant way, like, yeah, God's going to... But what I'm saying is in this place of suffering, in this place of change and transformation where it doesn't make... Maybe it doesn't make sense right now. God is... If you allow the Lord in this situation and, and work through this with Him in relationship... He's going to be turning this situation for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And um, just want to encourage people with that. That was a very long intro, but... <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think I think it's the first point of priority. Um, again, we alluded to being on the news last night and, and the one part that they captured, it was... It's it's not just the Pastor Justin saying, it's, it's happening across the face of this earth right now. Um, the gentleman from the Catholic Church down the road, he was captured as well, and, and they, they said, what's happening in, in the world right now? And it's, it's people are reprioritizing what's important. And, and for us as a faith-based, we believe in Jesus, uh, especially coming into Easter, faith is like at the priority um, for us. And, and I think you're right, you can either, you can either lean into it or, or there, you can just be swept up with all of the other things. And so there's a, there's a couple of things in that, like the... Uh, the scripture says, and I just want to read this for a second, Philippians 4, verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Uh, there's a good song about that. Let your gentleness be evident to everyone. The Lord is near and do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. In verse 7, Paul says this from prison. He says, And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He finishes it off by saying, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, Paul says, or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. And I think this comes back to that that, that initial statement I just made. There's an opportunity to make a choice right now. Uh, what are you going to put first? What are you going to prioritize? And, you know, I, I think as a pastor and just part of my life as in discipleship and getting myself into a proximity of just, just being aware of the presence of God, I've had to be deliberate in my life too. Like, it's got to be the first part of my day. Um, it's got to be... And, and that's not to say that I feel convicted or guilty, but I know my mentality and personality. I just get busy doing things. And if God's 
first and he's my first priority in the day. He's on the forefront of my mind all day. And again, that's not to dismiss him in another situation. But I'm just finding in the season, and I think as well, you sort of touched on it as there. So faith is our first priority. And Paul says, if we put God first and we rejoice in him, we find things excellent in him, then uh, our minds and our hearts will be transformed. But I think the other, the other part of what's going on and what I've seen anyway is it's, it's, it's not common to be at home as much as we're at home. Um, it's, it's unfamiliar territory. We've got three young kids under six and my wife's at home. We're both trying to do work, um, essentially full-time jobs with three kids at home. But what I'm finding is it's more than just, first I thought, cool, this is going to be like a little bit of a holiday, to be honest. I thought, this is great. We'll work from home. Um, but it's actually proving to be really hard. One of the problems I'm seeing is it's not just staying at home and every, the world's turned off. I feel like it's like everything's ramped up because there's so many different channels of got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. And then you've got the news and then you've got social media for me and people that are still working from home. You've got the, um, the complexity of trying to navigate and keep up with as well as the emotions of feeling like you should be doing more when you have to change nappies during the day and stuff like that. And I, I, I just wonder, like I know that's a long-winded again statement, but I wonder if you could speak to that. How, if someone's at home and, and they, they're prioritizing God, how can they, is there, is there a tool or a mechanism or do you have some advice in how someone can um, maybe find a bit more peace when we kind of feel like we've just got to keep going all the time it's like the whole world slowed down, but the pace is still going within us, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, 100%. It's so, such an important issue. Like, it's almost like how do we walk out our faith in, yeah. in daily life, in mm. practical ways, especially when we're going through this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I've counseled, I've had the privilege and the opportunity to counsel a number of people um, kind of in this situation, prior to this situation and, and, and sort of with the same... Um, presenting issue of how do I walk out my, what I really do believe and I know to be true but I've got nappies to be changed or I've got you know these pressures these financial yeah. situations and um, I did a talk recently and and I'm just gonna um, refer to it here okay, okay. Um, on the on the first point of that um, one of the keys is really about adjusting your expectations um, cool. so it's a kind of a mindset shift and kind of what we touched on before about shifting my mindset from a place of expecting this um, and really the this, this situation we're in this position where we no longer have access to certain luxuries and things that we enjoyed previously um, and we're going to have to adjust and you know I, I like to refer to it you, you, you can't it's the bridge versus the footpath and mm. I know it's a, another analogy that's how I think in pictures okay. but um, a footpath is stagnant it's concrete it doesn't shift and move it does help people to get from place to place across that but when the fractures when the stress comes when an earthquake happens or you know my analogy um, that footpath gets cracked and there's fractures and it gets stresses that occur it can't withstand that whereas a bridge has built in to it that flexibility yeah, and right. that 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 ability to be strong and stable and, and cross over um, you know things that you could never achieve previously um, without that bridge being there um, but it's also able to withstand the the pressures and the stress and, is, and it doesn't fracture it doesn't crumble under that weight um, so 
in a sense, it's kind of like adjusting your expectations to have more of an openness, more of a flexibility in in your your daily functioning. Have grace toward yourself. Yeah, have, good. Be That's kind great. to yourself. Wonderful. Be kind to your spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and adjusting those expectations, and um, that can be really key and powerful in in shifting your perspective from a place of um, all the things I lack right now, all the things I don't have access to, or I can't do this, I can't do that, and shifting that expectation to a position where you're being, as you mentioned before, uh, being empowered and and allowing yourself to have grace in in this season right now. Um, And so adjusting your expectations toward yourself, toward others, um, towards your children, it's, it's difficult it's challenging and any change involves stress, mm. um, especially when it's unexpected like this. At, you know, two months ago, none of us were expecting this, you know. Yeah, and, that's right. Um, and it's just... Six really weeks ago, none yeah. of us were expecting this. <laughs> you know, three weeks ago, um, mm. my wife and I put an offer in a house and um, and thankfully now, you know, thank God, um, some we, we weren't accepted in that situation and um, we, we missed out on that offer because, you know, who knows what will happen yeah. with jobs and finances and so on. So... Um, you know, it really has changed a lot, but shifting our expectations in this season is really about adjusting, being that bridge, allowing yourself to, to adjust to this situation. Um, if you're not willing to be flexible, then it's going to cause a lot more stress than needed. Yeah, and we don't know? have a choice, do we? Um, Otherwise, there's yeah. a potential for <laughs> breakage. Yeah. There is, and I mean, we always, I believe we have a choice. And, and the issue that I find with a lot of people that talk to me, um, and even in my own life, it's not like I'm better or anything. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, really, it, it's it's this. Um, it's it's about so the answers you get in life are based on the questions you ask. Mm. And so, if my um, if I'm asking if I'm getting bad answers, um, I'm asking bad questions. Yeah, great. And so, if my perspective is set on a certain way of this is what needs to happen, this is the answer, this is what I need to you know how how dare this happen? How dare I'm going to become bitter in that situation? But instead, I'm, I'm really focused on the wrong questions there. Mm. And that's why I'm getting those answers. And again, it's shifting my expectations. My perspective can help me to, to achieve that. Now, that's not to say if you are struggling that you just need to think different and you're going to be fine. I'm not saying that either. If you are struggling, that's where you need to reach out for support, 100%. Um, and there's a lot of services out there that have literally opened their doors and said, we're here to help. Yeah. Um, you know, financially, the church, you know, yourself mm. and, and, you know, the church community has just opened their doors and not literally <laughs> shut their doors right now, but opened their, you know, yeah, the communication. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just you know really wanting to help as much as possible and um and and so there's a lot of um, financial emotional um you know different uh, resources of assistance that are available right now on a scale that you know has not been seen mm-hmm. in i don't know if ever um so you know there's a lot of supports out there so please reach out for support if you do need that um and even just you know being able to un- identify what what you might need as well is really important um and and part of that is is my third point is be be careful what you're focused on mm. If you're focusing on the media and every little bit of information they give you, then you're going to find that your mind, your soul, your mind, will, and emotions are going to be dominated by that by that information, and your life will go the way of your dominant thinking. Yeah, that's right. So if I'm focused on a certain way of thinking, focused on um, and and what I'm focused on will influence my thought mm. process as well. Um, so a lot of people that are tuning into this, they're getting 
um, stimulus, they're getting information into their mindset um, that previously maybe they hadn't thought about or maybe they thought about it, but they lost focus on it. Mm. And all we're doing, a lot of people aren't getting new information right now. And even on Sunday services, a lot of us aren't necessarily getting new information, but we're getting re-energized with the information we have in our recesses, but we need that to the forefront of our minds. And it activates the frontal cortex to then be able to access those those resources, and it goes into our, um, you know, our memory, in our temporal lobes, into our memories, and that information starts to develop a, a neural circuitry that becomes like a highway, um, and it becomes our automatic responses. So whereas previously I would react in a negative or in a stressed, um, in a in a in a heightened level of stress to a particular situation. If I have a new way of thinking about that situation, I shift my expectations, shift my focus, um, I begin to think about that situation in a new light, and that it's kind of like flicking the switch. And now I can see what's around me in the room, and I'm no longer terrified by what's, what's there because I can actually see it. It doesn't mean that what's in the room isn't scary. It just means that I can address it and I can deal with it mm. and I can identify what's scaring me. Um, if, it's, if it's in the dark and we don't have um, the choices, don't have the other options, that's what's really scary yeah, and terrifying. Right. Um, and anxiety is really just, it's just an emotional experience. It's just an emotional response. Anxiety gets a bad rap. Um, and, and I think there's good, good reason for that. Anxiety can be very dysfunctional, it, 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 you know, but in essence, all that anxiety is, it's just an emotion like happiness, like joy. It's just an emotional expression of um, the information or the way that we're filtering information. Um, and, and because of that filter, that's why we're experiencing anxiety. And we need to identify one of the key things with anxiety is identifying um, is it perceived or is it real? Yeah, right. Real anxiety, like coming from a real external um, mm. stimulus, right? So let's say that suddenly, <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous, but suddenly a, a lion walks into this room. I'm going to feel anxious. We get past the Kent to take that. <laughs> that's why we're always here right now. You know, and, and so that idea of like, if that's a real stressor, that's yeah, a real situation. Absolutely. Now, and my anxiety kicks in. And it so actually you, so helps. We were created to have anxiety for that Amen. reason to react in, yep. a, in the appropriate way. Absolutely, yeah. and and so we're able to respond and react to it, and the fight flight response kicks in. Yeah. So that's a God given natural reaction that that we need, and we and we utilize that. Now the issue with anxiety is that, and why it tends to get a bad rap is that when it's perceived. So let's say that we go through that that experience, and now I can't ever come back into this room. Now that's where it becomes dysfunctional. Sure. Um, I can't ever, let's just say that I'm so traumatized by that experience that I no longer can talk to you Mm because it just reminds me of that trauma and I no longer, um, my focus is so zoned in on what that experience was. And so what I need to then do through that is get the support and and work through that and re-channel my mindset in that situation and there's different ways of doing that. But basically it's about desensitizing me to that stressful situation Mm. and allowing myself to confront the fear again in some way. Um, So, you know, over steps and and things of that nature. But um, just, I guess what I'm trying to say is if it's an internalized anxiety, that's where... Um, your mindset, that's where your expectations, that's where those things can really assist in, in shifting um, your experience of it. And if you're focused on the media and, and, you know, they love to promote the situations that do create anxiety, that do create fear, um, they focus on the little 
things that are happening in our in our community that are extreme and and you know like people fighting over toilet paper I mean, that was like probably two bogans from where I used to live in Melbourne. Uh, it was in Melbourne, so, you know, uh, and I grew up in Bougainville. So, uh, you know, it, and, and so, you know, it, it's probably, who knows? Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's, whereas when I go to the shop and probably most people, we don't see that kind of mm. behavior. Everyone's mm. generally really nice and polite and courteous. And of course, people are hoarding things and whatever. But generally speaking, we don't see that negative behavior. But you might think by watching the media that that's what's happening around us all the time. Everyone's acting this way it's just crazy um and the reality of the situation is it's not that bad in that in that circumstance so perceived versus what's real and that's really important in identifying um or overcoming the challenge of of anxiety and and the anxiety provoking situation so being careful what you're focused on that's number three and then number four and kind of really what you're talking about there is spiritually um you know being being victorious through the situation it's really about setting goals you know, if you if you don't have goals, you're mm. not going to achieve anything. That's great. This you is, know, so this is this is how can you actually overcome some things yeah. while you're at home from looking after the kids to doing work to retraining your mind from and now that you've just given an example. I think some people watching and and, and I've seen some things even in our circle, if you will, where people have identified, oh, I don't want to do that, which they've identified as a fear. But is really, I think, is an over, an overflow of um, undealt with anxiety, and that's tapped into fear. Something uh, I we we've spoken about so many times from this platform is is the principle of honor. So honor is something you walk towards because yes. you honor it. Yeah. yeah, and that which you walk towards, you receive from, and that which you're aware of and you receive from that very thing that you release. So even as you said even in this conversation, speaking about points and principles and things that you can do to overcome, um, when you start to walk towards that again or when you start to have, yeah, and points set up, um, goals set up, as you just said, you, you actually start to walk towards something, so you're actually changing your mindset. Uh, it was probably maybe the beginning of this week, which is only three days ago, four days ago, um, Chrissy and I, we decided at night, and, and it was kind of like an unspoken thing, like now at night, um, when everything's quiet, you can either have the news on or we've just decided to upskill. So I've got downloaded courses, Bible studies and things that I'm personally doing to upskill. So um, so, so I'd, I'd say that, like, you know, my question was before, and I think you're going to answer that now, how does someone who realizes that they potentially have a, a, a new fear that's come up um, or an anxiety from things they've seen, um, even in the last couple of weeks, I think it's already enough for people to have like a heart set towards you know, the alerts that come up on the TV. Is there, say I'm coming to you and I'm saying, Nathan, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious because of everything I'm seeing. I'm alone. I went into the streets before and there was no one there. Um, what would you say to me if I was coming to you to say that? Um, I think, look, honestly, everyone's a bit different. So um, I, I love these these uh, you know, opportunities to give principles and, and, and kind of generalized um, advice. But honestly, like on, a, on a day, like on a person-to-person, face-to-face conversation, it's really about letting that person express what's going on for them. Yeah, sure. Um, and I think sometimes in the body of Christ, we can unfortunately shut down people's feelings and wow. kind of just give them a scripture and say, get on with it. Mm. Um, and look, I'm all for that in the sense of scripture and truth and helping empower people. But if they haven't had the opportunity, so I use the expression, um, common cliche that 
no one cares about what you say until they know about know how much you care. Yeah, that's you right. You know, and so I can give someone scripture, but if I haven't taken the time to listen to them, hear them out, and say this person that's struggling, which might seem absolutely ridiculous, like to you, because you're okay and you don't have the same anxiety and the same fears. But if I haven't taken the time to listen to them, then I can give them all the advice and the counsel and scriptures and everything, even though it might be true, mm. it's not actually going to connect with them. Because it says in scripture in Ephesians, Paul saying, um, you need to speak the truth in love, yeah, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus came by grace and truth, yeah. all right? So he is grace, he, but he's truth, but he's also grace. Yeah. And so we can receive that grace and that truth by his grace, you know, and, and faith is a gift even. You know, mm. Everything we receive from the Lord is a gift. And, um, you know, when we're coming back to that situation, it's really what I would personally do is, is just listen to him and just be a friend, you know, take the time out to, to care. Um, and then through that, though, what you want to do is help the person develop awareness of what's going on for them. So identifying the emotion is important because then they can actually deal with it um, and then they can address what's driving that emotion. And what drives emotion is a thought process, right? Sure. So we have um, a cognition or it's, it's you know, a thought process that we have that might be driven by a belief system, which, which it is driven by a belief system ultimately because um, it says in Scripture that out of the heart are the issues of life. That's right. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As yeah. a man's belief systems are, because that's where your beliefs live. Yeah, they right. live in your heart. And your heart is divided between your spirit and your soul. So there's this connection that takes place. Um, but that's a whole other thing. But going from um, really about, you know, helping someone identify what those emotions are, then you can kind of work through that with them. But initially just starting from a place of listening and caring, um, and developing that awareness because awareness is the key to change mm. um, and then helping that person perhaps see something differently mm. that they hadn't seen before in that you know so if they're anxious about walking out on the street because there's no one there you know it, it, it depending on the person and the situation like why is that you know perhaps they had a situation where they were walking alone one time and they were you know they went through a trauma like i don't know like so it's about um then even not necessarily having to shut down that emotion either. Like you should not feel anxious anymore. Like that's silly because what we're saying to people then is like, you know, you shouldn't be a human being. You just, just be a robot, you know? So anxiety, yeah, right. again, anxiety is not a bad thing. It's just when it's dysfunctional. Mm. And if someone's coming to me with that, it's like, well, how does the anxiety impact on your life? What is it dysfunctional? If it is, then obviously the person talking to me, it, it's obviously become dysfunctional to some degree. Um, and then we can work through those, those things that are um, being halted or being stopped or being impacted by the anxiety. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a massive um, sort of, that could be a myriad yeah, of things. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So yeah. it's case by case. So depending on trauma, upbringing, um, beliefs and everything that's gone on, it, it would affect people differently. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And that's yeah. why I think blanket statements like, um, now, this is the thing as well, because in Scripture it does say, do not fear, do not worry, do not be yeah. anxious, or be anxious for nothing. And I'm, I hunt, like, of course, like, Scripture is true. Scripture is the, yeah, yeah. the absolute, the context of those Scriptures, if you actually look at those verses in the context of Scripture, mm. it begins to take a new light. So really it's about, you know, the Lord is giving us a whole background, a whole story be behind when He, when he speaks that truth. Yeah. And we, what we tend to do is just cherry pick verses and then, you know, throw them out at people and, and we think that that little cherry is going to feed them. But they need the whole meal. Yeah, they need great. the whole breadth of scripture to help, wow. you know, really renew their mind. And in Romans 12 too, it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed 
by the renewing of your mind. And mm. it's not going to happen from one little verse here or there. And honestly, a lot of it is lifestyle and principles and like I was saying about setting goals. Mm. And we have a spirit, a soul and a body. And so if I'm not in balance and all of this for me personally comes back to balance, it's about finding the balance in your spirit, your soul and your body. So if um, all day I'm just spending time reading the Bible, that is awesome and that's fantastic. But if I'm not sleeping or if I'm not eating healthy, if I'm not exercising, if um, you know, I'm not taking care of my, my children, my wife, if you know, I'm just focused on, you know, on me reading scripture, that's out of balance, yeah. you know, and if I don't have a clear goal um, in terms of what that even looks like, because um, I've done this a lot, like I, I, I need to pray more or I need to read the word more. I need to um, I need to worship more. What does that actually look like? What does it mean? How do I even know when I've achieved that? I had a friend that was going through some relationship issues and, and she was saying things about her husband saying, you know, um, we're just not doing well. We're not, you know, we're just, we're having a bad situation. And, and, and I just kind of broke it down and said, what do you mean by that? Like, why, <laughs> you know, what does that actually look like? And, and I said, how, my question was, um, again, you'll get good answers if you ask good questions. And yeah. this, yeah, this, was, this was yeah, an inspired great. moment. Um, doesn't always happen, sure. but uh, I said, you know, how would you know that you've got a good relationship? Mm. You know, what would that actually look like? Um, and, and she thought, oh, I've never thought about that, you know? And, and she started thinking like, well, actually it would look like dot, 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 this behavior, this goal, you know, this would be the, the expression of what I'm hoping for, the value I have of, of being in a loving, in a, in a vibrant relationship. This is what it would actually wow. look like. And so if you take your spirit, what are your goals for your spiritual health right now? And I don't mean spiritual in a, you know, Eastern mythology way or whatever. I mean it in a, in a, in a God-given, blessed, you know, holy way. Yeah. Um, you know, what does it actually look like for your time with the Lord in this season? You know, how are you tracking in your relationship with the Lord? Mm. Um, when you spend time in the Word, do you walk out of that, that secret place energized and refreshed or are you walking out heavy and, and burdened? Are you in a legalistic mindset with the Lord or are you in a relationship with right. Him? You know, are you in a place of peace when you're spending time with the Lord or is it coming from a, again, from a law-based mentality that doesn't carry the gospel, doesn't carry the grace of God in it? Um, and if that's the case, then again, that's awesome because you can identify that and work through that and, and shift. Yeah. Um, in your, in your um, soul, your mind, your will and emotions, what are your goals in that, in that place with, with yourself? You know, again, what are your expectations? What are your, what's your dominant way of thinking? You know, when you come across a situation, even like what we're going through now, it's really magnified what's already been there for a lot of people and it's just brought it out into the surface. Uh, in my field, um, in psychology, I'm getting a lot of um, couples and, um, you know, family um, referrals and things coming through where people are wanting help now because they can't go to work and avoid their yeah, spouse. You know? so you deal with the <laughs> yeah, 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 you, you got to actually deal with the stuff that's happening. Yeah. And honestly, like it's it can be a really bad thing, but it can actually be awesome because the way we respond to it can um, be really empowering and, and help us to grow through this situation again being a bridge not a footpath yeah great because if you're like man flexibility why you know and it's normal to have issues with your marriage right now in terms of and i, I please forgive me I'm, I'm still a christian um you know in the sense of what i'm saying is that it's normal that this pressure and stress that's going on um you know will bring up stuff that's challenging and it's difficult yeah. um because it's change it's different we're adjusting and, and if we're not um aware of that it can be really challenging and and if we're not willing to be the bridge 
you know, and that's a cool metaphor between you and your spouse, yeah, right? And connect and all that stuff. But, um, but if you're a footpath and the, and the pressures and the stress and the fractures come, you're like, oh, see, she always does that or see, he always does this. And, and now because it's like hyper, you know, it's on like on a hyper scale and a, you know, magnified scale right now, you're noticing all the little things, you know, that your spouse does that they always do and they've always done, but now you're noticing it and you're getting frustrated. And again, that's a lot of the time really a reflection of you and the filter you're using. Um, and it's about, you know, coming back to what your goals are. You know, what are your goals in your, in your relationship with your spouse? What are you hoping to achieve out of this situation with them? How can you love them? How can you support them through this? You know, maybe they're struggling a lot. And, you know, it's, it's more about, you know, externalizing your, your focus and helping those around you. Um, and that can be another goal. And the body as well. Um, you know, what are your goals there in terms of diet, sleep, exercise, you know, how are you doing that? And for me, I, I was um, attending a gym, which I only took up recently and previously I, I wasn't. And I was enjoying it. It was great. Yeah. And then I went to the gym one day and the doors were closed. Um, and so I'm like, oh, yeah, great. What do I do now? And, and honestly, for about a week, I did nothing. I just sat and, well, I didn't just sit there, obviously. I went to work, did my yeah. thing. I did an exercise and I started to really notice it. My back was hurting more. Uh, my hands were hurting a lot more. And I was like, man, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. But I was like, well, I just can't go to the gym. And I just didn't sit down and set the goal of what am I going to achieve through this? And so what I, what, I, what I ended up doing was having a conversation with my wife and, and we just sort of processed it out loud and um, I'm a verbal processor. So I realized that there's a lot I can do, you know. I can just do it at home and there is, you know, calisthenic exercise. Anyway, I don't want to get too much into it, but yeah, yeah, sure. um, uh, my point is But actually more, identifying where you're at and yes. making a change, doing something. Setting the goal and, and actually taking action on that goal. Yeah, so. Um, the other night, my wife was like, hey, it'd be really good if we did some worship sometime. And we haven't done it for a, for a long time or for a while. Um, and so I said, let's do it now. You know, let's yeah, just sit so down good. right now and do it. And so we did. And we just sat down. We just worshipped. I got the guitar out. And we just did like 15, 20 minutes of great. just, you know, together. And I'm just being open because, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's great. you yeah. know, I'm not perfect and none of us are. And it's just um about you know utilizing these these strategies and principles to really help us get get the most out of this situation and and grow from it um nath as we finish up um i, I want to encourage and ask if you play pray for us uh, it's been a long day would you pray for us and uh pray for everyone watching right now and uh, if there's any last thoughts that you want to leave us with um and how we can just stay healthy through this anything you've got yeah, I just wanted to touch on what you said there just very quickly. In yeah. second, uh, First Thessalonians 5.23, it says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body, can you believe it, be yeah, preserved wow. blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then it says, Faithful is he that calls you who also will do it. You see, the Lord, I really believe the Lord is going to assist and help you to get through this by his grace, by his faithfulness. And uh, I'm just going to pray for you guys now. So, Lord, I just thank you that you have called us and Amen. you are faithful. And faithful is he who has called you, who also will do it. Lord, we just, um, and if you feel comfortable, just stretch out your hands. Say, Lord, I, I allow you to to just fulfill your purpose in my life right now where I'm at. 
I allow you, Holy Spirit, to just, you know, reveal to me your truth, your goals, your um, revelation, the truth of your word to just come alive in my heart right now, uh, in my mind, in my, my soul, my body, just to be aligned with your truth right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I just thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I thank you so much. And I just pray for that soundness of mind, that that mind of Christ that we have to just reign supreme in everyone's lives, in in their homes, in their situations. And I just thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace that leads us to transforming, changing our mindset in Jesus' name. Amen.